I'm gonna sing the whole beginning. Let's sing it better than her. I'm just kidding. This is so hip hop. Expedited. I almost said expedited. <laughs> just expedited. Expedited. Like What's up, yo? This is Tressie. This, this here is Cedric. And this is Ben. And we are through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Boom. Just like this song, we are brought to you straight from VSOP Studio. Sound better, bitch. Sound better. Sound better. Oh, you know what we should do? What should we do? We should start telling people what the song is. That is Aaron Allen Kane. Bass song. One Bass of our song. Favorite, favorite artists. An amazing song. Yeah, she's dope. She's good peeps. Yep. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into this episode, man. It's been a minute since we fucking been up here, right? Lost but not forgotten uh, seven. Right. <laughs> I think it is seven for the Lost and, and Forgotten oh, series. Lost but not forgotten? Yeah, uh, this might be a Lost but not forgotten episode, guys. It's been a while since we brought these guys back. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's is it is that what we? I don't think it's called Lost and Not Forgotten. Whatever. Anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out when we're done. All right. And we, we might. But anyway, name how's it, everybody been doing? I've been great. I've been uh, I've been working a lot, um, working on myself. You know, working okay. on uh, working on the cast, mm-hmm. working on uh, working on life. Okay, cool. What about you, Ben? How you been? Just busy. <laughs> busy doing what? Uh, Other people, what you been doing? In order. Oh, Ben's working on life too. I love it. How about you? Going to weddings and shit. I went to California uh, this past weekend. To see my good friend Rob Rega get um, married. Oh, and what was that like? It was amazing. It was a it was a great like reunion of friends that I haven't seen in like a long, long time. So I was um, very excited to see everyone. Um, Were they excited to see you? Yeah, I mean, like it was just it was just a fun time. Um, what? But I, I, what? I feel like weddings are always. It's like it's good to. To always see people in weddings, because it's, it's like we're here for a good a good reason. We're here for love. Let's just have a good fucking time. So I feel like weddings are always a good time. That's true. I love them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I saw a lot of friends that I haven't seen in a minute. Um. Yeah, dude. It was it was it was good times. Nice. Um. But do now you? We're back. Yeah. Now we're back, man. We're back live in effect. Um. We got some good content for you guys to listen to today we have some stuff that we're gonna catch up on hence the lost but not forgotten i don't think it's lost or not forgotten <laughs> now, say, i'm trying i'm going to say cash up on no i said catch up on i could have said <laughs> cash i am also getting over a fucking cold which kind of sucks well so in case you guys don't know oh um, damn it's delayed but not forgotten not lost but not forgotten all right. Uh-oh. Ben, has, ben doesn't even... I don't even... know what he's doing over there. Nope. <laughs> his, See? His music is just... There wow. we go. Wow. I don't know what that was. What was that, Ben? Him trying to prepare. <laughs> what was that, Ben? 
Uh, what was it? I need um, an explanation. Tell us what it was! Now! <laughs> Oops, I don't know why the audience clapped for that, but they loved it. All right, well, let's yeah. get into this verse, huh? Let's do it. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. West Coast shit, nigga. Uh, Over dosage. Imperial pistols. That's ferocious. Fuck a bitch. Don't West Coast tease, shit, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Strip tease, bitch. <laughs> Eat a bowl of these, bitch. As soon bitch. as you said West Coast mm. shit, Gobble nigga. the dick. Yeah. Hoes forgot to eat a dick. Can shut the fuck up. Gobble and swallow a nut up. <laughs> shut up and get my cash. Backhanded. Pimp slapped backwards and left stranded. Just pop your collar. Pimp convention. Hoes for a dollar. Yeah, so that's, that's corrupt. Yes. On uh, West Coast. Is that like the next episode or or it, not next episode? It's not. It's, no. off of, it's off of 2001. Yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, yeah, I hear it in my head. West oh, you, you're so close. Come on, yeah. guys. I'm so rooting for you today. Yeah, it's just, it's, there are only a few songs. As you yeah. Know. West it's, Coast shit, nigga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't think. What the fuck is the song? Oh, my head. Um, Actually, I took out the first line of the verse, because in the first line of the verse, he says the name of the song. Yeah. West Coast shit, nigga. Oh, yeah. When I met you last night, baby, yeah. before you opened up your mouth, <laughs> put them balls all up in it. Well, that's not the exact word. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and if you look guys. my balls, I gotta sing it. Come on over, and I bring, cause I have never met a girl. You got it. You fucking know this shit, and dude. I love in the whole wide world. Would corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch? I'd always be. No, it's not. That's that's wrong. That's wrong. That's not the right song. That's a different song. That's a different song. No, it's not. It isn't. When I met you last night, baby. It's not? Before because if a corrupt gave mind. a fuck about a bitch, that's I've a always been song. broke. Yeah, that's a different song. See, that's why. But the Nate Dog part is the right. Nate part is right. Okay, mm -hmm. my bad. You just want me to to give you the name of the song? No, guys? no, 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 no. But maybe there's a. Is there? Is there what am I trying to think of? Mm -hmm. I, I need you know something. The beat. I need something to help. Is you is there the like? Is there a number in the name of the song? Nope. Um, it's spelled incorrectly. Explosive. There we go. <laughs> 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 like, oh she's like God. going through the list. There's not many hip hop songs with an incorrect spelling in the title. <laughs> it must be explosive. <laughs> it must be explosive. Yes, explosive. West Coast shit, nigga. Overdoses, Imperial pistols. Yeah. I was trying to think of like words, like three words. I used to listen to that CD a lot. Song. Yeah. This explosive beat was one of like. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. I used to listen to that a lot. So I mean, the twenty years of two Chronic two thousand one, mm -hmm. and uh, it what's funny is I've seen a lot of talk about like the beats versus the rhymes, right? And like Dre had these amazing beats, and that's why it's so strong. Like some of them got reused, mm -hmm. but um, there there was also like these great lines. I mean, we picked up on that so fast. Yeah. yeah, you guys knew West right, Coast right shit. Away. As soon as he said West Coast West shit, West Coast shit, nigga. Corrupt. Over dosage, imperial. You can't tell. You can't shit. talk to a West Coast motherfucker. Fuck a bitch. 
and not know right. what that is. West what that Coast means. shit, nigga. As soon as you say that. That's all you got to say. You can hear him in your head. Corrupt was a man. He freestyled Niggas. a lot of that shit, too. Yeah, he's he a freestyle. freestyled a lot. He's actually, I think the West, like, the West renounced him as the, as the freestyler. Like, I know Los is dope. King yeah. Los and like Fab is good, but like corrupt before any of them motherfuckers was like that nigga. Like go anywhere, freestyle off the top with some fire shit. But anyway, that was the verse. So now let's try and get into some trending music. Trending music. So what's going on? Uh, did y'all see that uh, that video by the baby for Bop? Bop. Yeah, it's like a. It was called. He called a Broadway music on, on, on Broadway or some shit, yeah. right? A hip hop musical. It was it was very entertaining. Yo, so I gotta say something. I fuck with the baby, man. Oh wait, hold on. I didn't give myself an applause for getting it right off top. Oh. Oh, good job. Yeah. Let's not forget especially giving himself an applause. Very important. <laughs> okay, now go ahead. <laughs> I fuck with the baby. Yeah, I do too. I think he is a character. And that's I think he understands and he plays into a major part of hip hop, which is personality. Yes. And like actually not just having abilities on the mic and not just mm -hmm. having good songs or whatever. But having like, a true authentic charisma authentic, about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it comes through in his songs, it comes through in his videos. Like when I found out he had a new video, I immediately went to go watch it. Because right. they're so fucking entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, he he thinks about it a lot. And then it said he did say like on his Instagram, like one take. I'm like, for real? But I mean, it you could it, it might be true. The way, like, I mean, like, the camera has to flow throughout the whole thing. Also, I love his dancers. I think uh, the dude with the blonde dreads was in uh, Chance's video. Ah. And I love that whole little move when they, like, start to go down and they move their neck. Yeah. I need to learn how to do that. That move is amazing. I love that shit. It's so clean. I like how the baby's one of those rappers who came up with a dance, but mm -hmm. didn't come up with a dance to be like a gimmicky thing. Yeah. It's but just it's him shit. being goofy and just doing his thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's all, it's a thing now. Like, yeah. And the dancers freaked it off and made it look yeah, fucking Yeah, made it look good. Dope. Yeah. And it, you know that that's the bop dance. Like, that's, that's it. Yep. And then I love like when they like, they, they like hit their, um, <laughs> they their, all do that. What is it called? What is this part of the body called? <laughs> I don't know. The like thighs, the, the thighs. Or, yeah. They hit their thighs or whatever when they're is, talking is about, like, smashing. Like smashing, yeah. yeah. And I just, I love how, like... They all do it? Yeah, it's just funny. It it's was just, funny. it's just awesome. Um, it is obviously sexually explicit, but it's it's fun. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, fun. it's whatever. It's it's a it's a move that looks cool. That's all. I I like it. Well, it's, he's intimidating, like, or imitating, like, the legs. Intimidating. Of the he's, <laughs> he's intimidating, intimidating the that pussy. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's exactly what he's doing. Busting hymens and shit. Okay, we'll talk about that later. And... <laughs> is, that the, is that what the move is? Bust that hymen, bitch. All right, stop. No, we are not talking about it. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, the baby had a um music video out that was dope. Um, what else? Uh, Kanye West he debuted at number one, but he fell did. the second the next week. Or... Yeah, because Post Malone can't crept back. That motherfucker never goes. He's away. the machine. I don't know. And what people it is. actually like that nigga. Like, I don't know who. Nobody in my circle. Someone recommended. I was like walking out of work one day, and I was like, "Hey guys, what should I listen to?" Somebody said Post Malone. Did you slap I them across? Slap the shit you out should of have. him. And I, I gave him a look like you should. You you know what would have been funny if that was just a reflex what? to right. when somebody <laughs> says Post Malone. What should I do? Post Malone. Pop. <laughs> Bitch, what the? F Try again. 
And, and but you don't even say anything. Right. You just slap them no and need. you look at them. Yeah, that's just it. Just with a nice little stare, dead like, in their eyes. I'm sorry. Serious. I meant J. Cole. It's better, bitch. <laughs> 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 now give me that hymen. All right. So. <laughs> See, I I I don't even want to talk about Jesus as King because it is it is what it is, right? I didn't listen to it. I protest everything Kanye. But um I listened to it. But yeah, so Post Malone is number one, and <laughs> I don't think that was—I think that was it about in regards to trendy music right now, right? Yeah, that's really it. Yeah, yeah that's all we got. And didn't feel like much came out. That I mean, it was kind of right. It was kind of hard for us to choose what we even wanted to listen to this week, or not listen to, but like try and find something that was um, not relevant but new to listen to this week. And there wasn't really much out that we were really trying to um, review, right? So. No. We decided to go with what we were going to go with. So, um, also, just an explanation. Um, we wanted to record for y'all last week. Two or weeks the, ago. Or two weeks ago. But uh, Tressie had some car trouble. We explained that on our Instagram stories. So, if you're not following us on Instagram, you won't get a lot of updates about when or where the podcast will be. But, um, so, follow us there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I had some car trouble that kind of prevented us from recording that week. So, we had to wait, wait two weeks to, to get to y'all. But, you know what? We're going to get to you guys with this album right here. We're going to go ahead and enter into the Hip Hop Cafe. Hit us with that shit. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many times am I going to say we got to make a new one? Every time. Every time. Right. Every we time. Got, we got to make a new one. Man, we, we just got to figure we gotta, it out. We got to figure it out. We gotta one of it. these days, guys. One of these <laughs> days. All right, go ahead and start it off, Seth. Um, so today, we are talking about Detroit's very own uh, version of a female rapper or a rapper who happens to have a vagina and go. used to have a hymen. Um, <laughs> that is for your fucking introduction. Stop Stop describing women by the, their... The at the lack of hymen or not? I honestly don't know. She doesn't have it anymore. We don't I know. haven't checked. We don't know. You I should. have no idea. You I'm assuming. It. I'm making an ass of myself. <laughs> My ass has a hymen. <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. You are a fucking wheat. All right. Go. Anyway, we're talking about Cash Doll, guys. Uh, Cash Doll. I fucking hate this guy. Who is who? Who is a rapper? She's also an ex-stripper who famously made $26,000 in one night. So she she used to obviously be a stripper and take her clothes off for money, but she would also entertain her guests by rapping. Like That was mm-hmm. partially how she kind of made a name for herself in the clubs. So she took that passion for rapping and turned it into a career. Um, she famously you know, signed a really shitty deal back in the day busted her ass to get out of that deal and now she's finally out releasing music on her own terms and is this the first album out this is her first album out okay. after she's got out of her original shitty deal so got I think it. this is still her first actual album this is too. her first actual album so everything was quote unquote mixtapes mixed tapes, yes EPs alright cool yep a lot of singles out there lots gotcha. of singles um yeah the, the first time I heard about Castle was these niggas for everybody these yeah. niggas for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that video was hard. The concept was hard. The concept was actually really dope. Like, I like songs that with a fleshed out idea and uh, speaking in like a different voice. So she 
was literally talking from two different places in that song, from the side chick and then is the main chick. So it's like they're having a conversation back and forth, which instantly I'm like, ooh, creativity. You're actually trying to do something a little different. I've not heard a song like this before. So that was kind of the first spark. Um, but then she recently has been on a few features. She was on a Dreezy feature. Uh, she's on a City Girl song. Right. And then she did the BET uh, Cypher right. for this year, which I thought she did okay on. Mm-hmm. And then her full length came out, and here we are in the Hip Hop Cafe talking about it. Yes, the name of the album is Stacked. Because she is definitely stacked. Yes, she is. She's a very beautiful woman. Um, but yeah, so how did we feel about the album, guys? Ben, you want to start? Ooh. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> except you, you do, so just go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a great perspective for one because um it's as a detroit rapper you know she she comes from something it, like it's different from another person coming straight from atlanta with the same sound mm-hmm. but at the same time this album it's it's not specifically just a detroit album or whatever there right. there's sounds yes they're, they're producers from all over and it they're like samples and it's just like Plucking from other things. I was almost saying it's more of like there are parts that were just, um, you know, uh, just going back to the spirit of the 90s. Like a lot of 90s songs and hooks and things like that. Um, There were, it's not as strong as I would have liked. That's one thing. Like there were some songs where I was like, the this hook is, you know, it's just like kind of okay. And some of the songs are just like kind of okay. But, like, the best ones, I, there's some where she really hits her stride. I, I really think about this, um, Paid Bitches. Yes. Like, it's it's just, like, so so strong, deliberate, like, the way she delivers everything in it. I think that's, yeah. like, the essence of Cash Doll. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely one of the takeaways I had from the project, one of the pluses was her change in voices and how she can kind of she can ha- kind of has like this like cute girl kind of voice. She's got this like hard girl voice where you kind of hear the the aggression in her voice. She's got the goofy side, like when she's talking about cheap shit, you know, you kind of get this goofiness about her. She can sing. She has parts where she's singing on here. So she she does definitely change her voices a lot. Um, doesn't always work. <laughs> No. You know, not not every song is like, oh wow, mm-hmm. that was super hard. Um, but I do have to say one of the, the 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 huge pluses on this is her just overall delivery of like every line or every verse that she does. I think her her delivery is on point. Delivery as in like she she puts effort into every line. Not or, even the content, just the no, actual like, like how like, it like how, how it comes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I can agree with that too. Um, I also agree that like you know. I, I gave her an A for effort on creativity just because I did appreciate hearing someone do this kind of stuff that doesn't sound like antiquey. Like, if you think about it, like, one of the things that originally turned me off from Nicki Minaj is because of all of her voices and stuff just sounded very just like, this is an antic. Right. And um, so some of the things that um, she says on here, just not she says, but some of the um, ways that she experiments on there... Um, I can appreciate. Now, I don't like them all. Um, I think for the majority, I don't like a lot of it, but I, A for effort for sure. Yeah. 
I mean, there there are definitely times when she's just trying to have fun. Mm-hmm. But um, which I appreciate a lot. Like you brought up cheap shit, and I was like, yes, that was just it's just fun to hear her be like goofy. It's a goofy song. Yeah. It's if you take that song too seriously, you'll just you're, yeah. It's not what it's for. It's right. It's it's a fun. Mm-hmm. I hate cheap shit. Get it away from me. Yeah, like the way she's funny. the way she's yelling about it and everything too. Like, yeah, it was it was just it was, you know, it it's was just thing. like that's what it was. Yes. you know. And now, like having that on an album like that, and like in like I I didn't know how to feel about that, but you know, it's whatever. And there there are a lot of songs that she was like just talking about the materialistic stuff. It's like. This oh, is the for car sure. I got. Yes. You know, this is this is how we mm-hmm. dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there there is more than that. And I think that's one of those things that can get lost when you're listening to it. Because those ones, like when she's yelling about like designer labels, or whatever, you you know, you it, you get it a lot more. But then other times she's talking about like she goes into the music things, like, you know, we don't need these labels kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or um talking about how you know, her growing up and it's like, oh, I had to like Help my whole family out. I was basically right. raising now, all my siblings. Now, was that on the whole album, or was that on just one song? It, there's, there's a few songs. It's a few songs. Okay. It's not there's like a few songs. Yeah, I, I will. I will admit that I might have tuned out if she started talking about labels, not labels, but like talking about the shit that she normally talks about on like every song on here. And then maybe she'll have like a line or two within the song that says something that's like trying to be like we don't need those labels or something like that. I I can't remember what songs. But I, I think my takeaway from this was that there was one song that was that had depth and the rest of the album just felt a little like it just felt like that one song felt out of place because the rest of the album was everything else. No, I mean she had a couple I mean the opening track, Katie Diary, is yes. pretty much her talking about her progress through the industry mm-hmm. and uh kind of what got her to where she is. Mm-hmm. She's talking about her backstory in Detroit, kind mm-hmm. of the process she went through becoming a stripper and then transitioning into the industry. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of... Because that's when she brings up like being the oldest of six and having right. to go out and get it. Exactly. And, yeah. and then she has the other song, A Hundred of Us, the last song, mm-hmm. where she's definitely talking about okay, yeah, more true. than just the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. She's talking about like, we need to rise up yes. type stuff. That's true. Um, we I'll give we need that. to come together. Um and yeah, I mean, and there there are some other random songs throughout here that kind of she touches on some things. But I mean, through and through, this is a hip-hop album from 2019. It's got all the elements that you would expect, you know, braggadociousness. You've got your love songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did hit, even on just those two songs, more than we got from Megan on her last project. Of oh, like, yeah. More idea of who you are as a person and right. kind of that's what I really with. appreciated on this is that yes, like Katie, uh, Katie Diary was like her Meek Mill intro almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's and, a good way to put it. Yeah, and like you can hear that that's what it was trying to be. Um, and it was almost Meek Millish because of like how the beat switched up too. Not even the beat the- switched up and <laughs> how she was kind of offbeat. But <laughs> there was some offbeat things that like would just like. It just felt like the punch was, or either if she was being punched in, the punch was like she needed to be nudged or something like that. It was just some things. Maybe it's just like the engineer in me, but I I just heard a lot of things that just seemed a little, not it didn't flow as as easy um, on that first one. But I loved everything about that first song. Um, what do you think of Ready Set with Big Sean? 
It's a good party song. And I like... So... This is... So this is what I was going to say. I didn't, I didn't have anything written down for any particular song, right? Um, and the reason why is because when I listen to this album and I listen to Megan's album, I listen to Cardi's album, I listen to any Nicki. Like, I listen to all these these women that have had... Or not even just Nicki. We'll put... Well, not even Megan. Well, I'm just... There's a certain lifestyle that these these women portray or love or like that I'm just not into. But it's... How do I put this? It's like this... I, I don't want to say that it's not real because this is real to them. Like, the way that they have to, like... I don't... I haven't put this thought together correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like... I, I think of when I hear her... When I hear her on this album, I hear every other female that has this demographic... Ever, I I know that I know that feeling. I, I right. felt like this a bit. I don't hear anything different about her. The only thing that was different about her was Katie Diary. There was and, and, and a hundred of us. And a, well, there's also seven. Like Katie Di- Diary was my favorite, so that's why I was into that more. I mean, in a hundred of us, she just just a little quote. She said, "They treat their pets more humanely." Like she's mm-hmm. she's talking about cops and and just right. how how they work with us as a people. So I mean, I feel I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like a lot of these type of comparisons don't happen to male rappers. No, like but- you're you're not gonna be like, oh my god, this you know Lil Uzi Vert is talking about the same stuff that other guys. I would. But that's but the thing is is that I I don't think I don't think a lot of other people do that but I think I I I feel like my personal taste like the the reason why I don't like when we have to review a future like you know what I mean like I would put Luda Uzi Vert a future and all the motherfuckers in the same box like I do that like just is the same way I just box all these other women in because they all talk about and and like the same things the reason why I like a Rhapsody the reason why I like a J Cole the reason why I like a Kendrick because they may talk about some of the same things but they do it completely different than one another. And that's what I look for in my music. So when I listen to these songs, I get a I get kind of just like fatigued. For sure. You know. So I I think that's why when I when I describe the album, I say it is a rap album yeah, from, 2019. from 2019. For sure. That's it's just yeah, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, it's not trying to be anything else. Not right. trying to be anything more. Right. It's trying to like I said, check off on all those, all those boxes. boxes. Exactly. And it it does it. You know, for for that it's. It it happens. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the bars weren't as tight as I would as I usually would like. Yeah, she has some moments, but she also has some struggle bars on here. There was some in a crunch, lemon cake. So that so that's what I'm saying. What is that? So what what I'm saying? What say, does that mean? This is what I'm gonna say. Can, though, can you explain that. that to me? I don't know what that means, but this is okay. what I'll say about that. Um, I'm assuming lemon crate has some, some type of crunch context clues. Whatever I don't know, but, but I should I shouldn't have to look up lemon cake. Like you're talking about lemon cake, no, there's nothing you super deep. I mean, there. we have to we have to look up things for other people's lyrics. So you might want to look it up and make sure but that it not works. Lemon cake. You crunch. if you've never had lemon cake before, and you've never had a crunchy lemon cake, then yeah, maybe you have to look that up. But what I wanted <laughs> to say about this is that that is a ludicrous 2008 flow. Like when we like yeah. We were talking Parade, about like, Macy's. Like what? Like Drake and Wayne were doing yeah. that in the early 2000s. Yeah, and they stole it from Ludacris. Isn't that who originated it? That's why I said it was the Ludaflow. 
But, and then because Big Sean was doing it too, I think. Maybe they stole that from Big Sean. I don't know. But anyway. Big Sean too, yeah. So like, it was like Oh, Big Sean was on the song too. Maybe that's what. But that's what I'm saying is that like, there's a lot of things about this album that were executed well, but just things that weren't my personal taste. I hear things, like I heard, I heard that old like style. And then that's why I also, also was like, um, comparing it to a Nicki Minaj. And I wonder if I do that because I heard Nicki Minaj do that a lot more and before her. Not saying that either one of them did it better or whatever, but I'm just, I'm just like, I hear a lot of uh, like Nicki Minaj bars in this, in this album. And I think it's because I've listened to Nicki before her and that she's following like a, not like a blueprint, but like, you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's like similarities. There's a lot of similarities, and I'm not doing that just because they're women and just because they do the right. same type. You know what I mean? Well, I, I kind of felt like I might have been slipping into something comparing them to women, but when I when I thought about like some of the some I of the other songs, it was like it was like, hey, you know, I'm talking about how how well I'm doing, like how I'm not messing with any cheap stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I could see a, a a male rapper doing some of the same stuff. Exactly. Well, that's why I bring up the ludicrous thing, and that's why I also bring up Nicki, Nicki Minaj, because Nicki Minaj was doing that ludicrous thing. Um, and I, that's why I also bring up, like, like that. I, like, I listen to her, and I just hear a lot of Nicki Minaj. And I, I had to take a step back, and I was just like, Tressie, are you doing this just because right. of, like, what society says? And I was just like, let me try and find and, and check off things that I've heard Nicki Minaj do that she's doing. And mm-hmm. I was able to find those things, as I just, you know, mentioned. But, like, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking her, though. Like, I, I just, it's, to me, I don't think it's that much of a knock. I think it's just, like, there's a blueprint, there's a way that you do things, and she followed it and executed it well. That's kind of why I think, you know, some of the songs that weren't like that, they were more unique to her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like, do you remember Kitten, the one with Lil Wayne? Yes. It, it felt kind of generic like the way her approach was almost like hey we want to do a song with a a woman that's a rapper and Lil Wayne Mm -hmm. and it's it's just it's just kind of meanders or whatever it just yeah 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 no it if that song feels like that like you said cookie cutter kind of Lil Wayne like I've got a song with Kind of a theme. It's it's not. It's like alluding to something else. It's kitten. Right. So I'm not talking about a kitten. I'm talking about a pussy. So let's let's. I mean, and we all know do, it's that's like, Little okay. Wayne's shit. That's his thing. He he can he can rap seventy two bars about one concept and find a way to get around that motherfucker all through. Like he's a master at that. He's a master at that. So yeah, I mean, like I feel you. Yeah. So and and, and it just it also wasn't a very good Little Wayne. No. I thought it was entertaining, but it wasn't... Entertaining, really... for sure. It, it wasn't, wasn't great. I mean. It wasn't what, great. What did you think about the other features? Like, I thought that... Um, so, Trey Songs was on... On site. Yeah, on site. I thought that was... It's fine. I thought that was I'm a good song. I'm tired of Trey Songz. It's fine. It's fine. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm so tired of him. I don't know why. <laughs> He's still good at what he does, though. Yeah, he is. But I don't know why. I'm just like, okay, Trey. Okay. It's not great, but I mean, it's it's like, all right. I can hear it on the radio. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's one of those radio songs. It's right. like, all right. And that's why you get a Trey song, so you can have a song on the radio. What'd y'all think of that song, Crazy? Oh. That bitch. Okay, okay. 
I, I brought that up because I, I just wanted to say this before anybody said anything. Okay, I'm so go. sorry. I just yeah. who who ever says like, huh? I need a feature that sounds like Nav, but I don't want Nav. Hmm. Who 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 sounds like Nav for this song, but isn't? I don't even know who the fuck this dude's name is. I don't know what his name is. It either. was, it's, but it's, it, was exactly it sounds like, that. like Nav. It was like, and it I'm sounds like, why? like some why? rap you know, but it isn't. But it's not, right? <laughs> it's that if you don't know who Nav is, it's I that know who Na- Nav he's is. terrible, terrible. He's he's fucking <laughs> god awful. He's so bad. He signed to OVO. Yeah. He's some like um, I don't know. He's 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 not black. No. But he's, he's not a, white. He's he's, he's like middle. No, Middle Eastern something, something right? Yeah. But he used to say the N word. He got a big yeah 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 he got in trouble for it. So he's like, okay, now I'm not gonna say the N word. And so anyway, now there's fucking this song crazy with this dude who sounds terrible. His voice is terrible. He's offbeat. He's singing in this really shitty auto tune. Mm-hmm. It sounds like who records a song with a dude like this and says, yeah, that's the one. Uh, apparently she does, but <laughs> it, it felt I didn't like-, like the concept of the song. It felt like it was kind of trying to ride a wave or something. And it felt more like his song than her song. Like, when you have somebody else leading like that... Yeah, she sounded like a feature for sure. Yeah, she sounded like a feature. And then, you know, the the whole concept is is kind of out there. I was like, oh, so we're going to celebrate toxic relationships? Yeah. Like, you know, know. he's like... That wasn't very 2019. (laughs) We're going to be, like, fighting each other, fist fights... Um, we're gonna be destroying each other's like stuff. I'm I'm gonna come to your house and you know mess stuff up or whatever. But the 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 worst thing about it to me is that I actually liked some of her lines on that song. <laughs> no, and I mean she she didn't do bad. At she the tried song. to save it because she at least yeah. she, said, she I'm not she she at least referenced some of the things that he was incoherently rapping about. Like, she's like, oh, why you take all the knives? It's like, yeah, he did just say he took the knives. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, the dude's voice is, is it unredeemable or irredeemable? Yeah. Well, the thing that's yeah, funny is, though, I can't do it. It's, it's I can't do it. Not this, redeemable. This <laughs> album has uh, Tiana Taylor. It yes. has Big Sean. Yeah. It has Trey Songs, Lil Wayne. It was like, how did that guy? End up like one of the people that needs to be on a future. It's called Lou Got. His name is Lou Got Cash. Yeah, I, that's why I'd be like, I'm too old for this shit. I don't like, get it. I, just, I don't yeah. get it. Uh, the Big Sean record is fire, though. I like the Big Sean record. It, Big Sean record. It is fire. hits like every... though it has some of the worst struggle bars on the fucking whole. <laughs> the vibe is crazy. Struggle bars galore. That yeah. that song is so easy to listen to. Yeah, like you throw that getting on paid. The party, whatever. Section eight. What? Because niggas be doing that. What? No, but it's it's not. I I I was thinking about that specific not, one. I was not. like, I was like, how are these like logically like it's 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 not strong enough to to be. The stretches, the yoga pants. Mm. But no, section struggle. It's as I mean, you know. So is she saying she owns the Section Eight housing, and so she's getting paid from the government to like? You know how people do the whole um, Section Eight scam. Yeah, the food stamps and all that shit. Yeah. So yeah, getting paid. Section eight. Mm-hmm. That's mm. all you gotta say. If niggas is in it, you know. Okay. I don't know. You know, one uh, this this is probably real cheesy, but one of my favorites was what she said in Cheap Shit. Mm. 
it's it's <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss rhyme, but, but she's like, <laughs> I I hate coupons, I hate futons. I hate your little bread. Niggas with little bread. I hate croutons. It's good. That was a good one. It's good. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. That was a struggle. I'll take it. I knew immediately as soon as I was like, oh, I know exactly where you're going, Ben. That's yeah. not struggle. I so was the, like, the thing is, yes, this is the fun that I like from right. her. And the way she says it, I hate croutons. Like, <laughs> I hate croutons. Yeah. Again, for me, the strength of this album was how she delivered the bars, whether they were corny or not. How she delivered the shit on this album was, was good. What's the song? Keep going, y'all, because I'm gonna have to think about it. But there's a song that I didn't really like to hear her um, express too much on. It was, it was like, um, ah, fuck, I can't remember what. The song was it was. the one with uh, a feature? Did it have a feature on it? I don't think it did. What's her name was on this thing? Summer Walker was on a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, that one didn't really... st- stand out to me. Maybe because I I run into sing sometimes. Oh, where, doing like, too much is the song in the album. Oh, I like doing too much. Doing too much, but I like, like that one when she's just like, um, "Bitch, I'm doing too much." No, what's the chorus? Yeah. That you fucking ass. I like to. I don't know. Maybe it's that one. It's one where she like gets high in her voice, and it sounds like she's stress stretching, and it's like that. That just that sounded forced. There was there's some point on on the chorus. I, I should have wrote it down. I didn't, so I probably should stop talking about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was just one. It's just some. It's some some points on the on the uh, album that like she's ex- she's trying to change up her voice and stuff like that, and it like kind of is cringeworthy. But, huh. um, no, it's crazy because I, I I still feel the strength of this is her voice. Like I feel like of all of, and I am gonna compare it to other rappers who used to have hymens. Um, you don't know how many you didn't check, so you could say all other rappers that have a vagina. Why are you first? They to used the, to have hymens. You don't know that. Yes, they did. You don't know that. You're born with a hymen. So why are you saying used to? You don't know if <laughs> you're right. Exactly. So it's, call it's, them by the stop. You're right. Stop referring to the hymen. Let's you're go. Right. You're right. All right. Um, all the other rappers who possibly have hymens. There you um, go. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess I just I joke to. Death, this man. I, I have to. No, you don't. You see that dead horse right there? I'm fucking stomping it out. You're riding it? Stomping it out. Taking that high, man. I'm pony. Uh, yeah. Dead pony? Mm-hmm. If you were to compare Cash Doll to the, probably the nearest person in her lane, it would be like a Megan. Yes. I like, I think Cash Doll's better than Megan as a rapper. Yes, I would agree. I think she just I think rap- she, she, she just raps better. I think she has more range. I think she has. She sounds more natural. Like when mm-hmm. she's rapping, she doesn't sound like she's super rehearsed and practicing these bars to deliver them. Just she's just she's just fucking rapping. I I, I mean I like Megan's voice. I would probably say I'd like Megan's voice better than Cash's, but I like Cash's. I don't know. I I, I think I like Cash more than I like Megan. I wouldn't listen to either of their albums more than once. No. That's just me. That's fine. But female power, I will definitely uh, listen, give them at least one listen. Every woman that comes out. I even listen to Doja Cats. I'm not really that um Oh, my God. I did, too. She had one good song on there. 
But yeah, I, I don't know what genre to, to put P- that I, in. I don't but give that's a, a fuck that's a different thing. Are. I don't know what genre to put that out yeah. in. Mm. All right. Uh, I want to say one, one say last it, ben. thing that I was telling that I I was noticing some of the samples and the references back to some nineties. Oh yeah, tracks. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there were there were three that really stood out to me. Um, well, and I can give her a compliment on this too. Go ahead. Okay, let me see. The first one I was talking about was Mobbin. That one that uses that Halloween beat. Yeah. Or the, from the Halloween thing. Or whatever. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So uh, in, in the hook, she's like, there's like a hootie hoo. Yeah. And then knuck if you buck. buck. Right. Yeah. So it's like really lifted a lot of it from the song Hootie Hoo from was True. Good. And then the reference back to Nuck If You Buck, which is also kind of good because it's like... <gasps> That's the song where she does, why the fuck you ain't pull up? That's the one oh. I, I hated. <laughs> I was like, ugh, ugh. That's the one. But anyway, but yes. But you know, like, Nuck If You Buck was funny because it had one of those strong, mm-hmm. strong young female rappers in it. Mm-hmm. All this, and like, all these references are still kind of puzzling to me because um, Cash Doll, she's only 27. Right. And... Like, there are references to songs that are just, like, so much older. Like, um, well, Excuses. Well, I'd say that about myself, though, too, sometimes, too, though. But go ahead. But, excuses. like, Excuses, it, it's, it, it kind of pulls from the You're All I Need remix with yep. Method Man and Mary J. But, mm-hmm. like, that song came out when, I mean, how old would she have been? Was she even born then? Okay, she would have been, like, three or something. Mm-hmm. You know? So this is kind of saying, like, part of, like, how she and, like, the producers she works with are just, like, they're just fans, and they're going back and well, that's what I was, Yeah, things. that's one of the things I would I want to commend her on is that like we get to know who she is on this by the samples and by that first song. That's the last song. Like I mean, and then also throughout these all these songs, like she was a woman that had to get out there and go get it the only way that she knew how and the only thing that she saw from her environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, she uses references to it's so, so cold in the D. How the fuck we gonna get peace? Like that's an old old reference to like. That stupid ass fucking video of like that chick. Like, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever heard no? Oh, okay. Well, it's like an it's it's a um it's a uh a staple in Detroit. Like it's it's like one of those, it's kinda like, you know, Ice JJ Fish mm-hmm. and how he made some shit that was funny. <sighs> yeah. it, the song goes, It's so cold in the D. How the fuck are we supposed to get peace? <laughs> and they're like in like like it's cold outside, and they're like in a, a cemetery at one point. So it's uh. like just making fun of that. But like that song actually spoke some truth because it is cold, and like people's dying and shit like that. It was just a bad song. So with her saying that, like she she pays homage to where she's from. She pays homage to her her influences because you could see that she's obviously influenced by a lot of that music from For that sure. Day. So that's one of the things that I really liked about her. And I think that's probably one of the things I give her one up on in regards to that whole like, her versus Megan thing, too. Gotcha. That's one of the things that I like about her is that she, she's not afraid to pay homage. And that's one of the things I like in my artist. Cool. All right. Uh, Cedric, do you want to say something about Buss It? Because you kind of surprised when you remember that hypnotized Cash Money song. Um, he's totally trying to feed me a line here. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Buss It. Because it, it, it has that <laughs> In the song it's, it, Like in the hook It's, it's got the um, Where she Wait uh, the She got it from her mama thing Right Which is like Cash money Reference to Get like The juvenile mama. song Yes mm-hmm. But I was like The beat it actually is like Very much like this um, This song was, from Titter Club Up Thug What was the name of that song? It was it was weird. It was it was called like hypnotized cash money slash player. Why you hating? 
Yeah, there like was that. a lot of Because at shit. the end of the song, it's like, play it, why you hating? Why are you hating, boy? Oh, my God. Yeah, that music, that yeah. He, so Ben showed us this this music video of this old like Cash Money, Tear the Club Up, Thugs, Hypnotized Minds, fucking collaborative beauty. And I was like, I had probably haven't seen this thing in like fifteen years, and I remember the scenes from this video. So music Crazy. music videos implanted in my brain. That was uh, Cedric's like. <laughs> Whole childhood is music videos. You watch much. the box all day. If you don't know what the box is, check your hymen. <laughs> Stop talking about women's hymen. Just like a man. I didn't say a woman's hymen. I just said hymen. Stop talking. How? Who? Who else has hymens? Huh? I don't know. You don't know. Have you so checked stop everyone? talking about them. Have you? Have you checked? Have everyone? you? I'm so not. stop talking. I've about checked them. a few. Stop. Stop. I'm tired of you. I hate it. All right, that was Hip Hop Cafe. All right, that was that was a good cafe, man. Sipping tea and coffee. I couldn't hear you over the uh, the beat. It's fine. You'll hear me later. Breaking some of the silence. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even me. Uh, let's go and get into this news. All right. All right, so uh, the DNC has raised the threshold for their for the sixth presidential debate coming up in December. Um, so to make the December threshold debate, meaning like the like let's let's just make sure that we are yeah yeah. So f- in in order for candidates to make the December debate, they have to hit specific thresholds. Those including uh, they have to have four percent of support in at least four DNC approved polls of either primary voters nationally or in early voting states. Okay. Or instead, they can qualify by hitting 6% in two approved early state polls. So 4% nationally in four polls or 6% in two early state polls. Okay. So they're doing that so they can weed out some of the yes. riffraff, right? Yeah, and they, and they also brought up the amount of donations from 200,000 um, with a minimum of 800 donors in 20 states. So it's 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 pretty much cuz it's really hard watching these fucking debates when there's like 12 15 people on stage and you get 2 minutes from each person. Right, you can't even get you can't get into a an, an issue with 2 minutes. You right. can't describe things with 2 no. minutes. You can't have rebuttals with 2 no. minutes. All you get are talking points and bullshit. And right. I'm, I this this election is way bigger than a 30 second talking point right. and a bunch of bullshit. I need to right. hear what you you got to for me. Motherfucker, exactly. like, how are you gonna be different than the other guy? Yeah, I need to policy? know. I need, I need to know. Like, that's one of the things I think I posted on Twitter a while ago. Is like all this shit. Like, we need to, like, we can have like a, a a separate like town hall or some shit for like the way that you might want to talk about someone else or say this or whatever. Like attacking people's character. If you want to do that, let's have a separate one. We need to have one that focuses primarily on policy and attacking. Uh, that policy and and how you're going to have that policy play out. Point blank period. There should be nothing else that goes on. Right. Because we are you can you could judge somebody on their character, judge on somebody on how much you think they look okay or like if you don't like the way they look or they look like a grandpa or that bitch got she need a new press. Like I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Damn. Like judge that later. Let's go let's get into these policies. Policy. Motherfuckers you know, we 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 value too much about how somebody looks or how they act or how they feel. 
Who got the zinger? It's not about a zinger. No, I don't need any zingers. I need policy. That little girl was me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yo, Tulsi murdered her. Yeah? At at like the second debate when Tulsi just straight put the smash down on, on... Kamala Harris. We ain't heard. Said. We ain't heard of her since. Mm, I she, haven't heard of exactly. She, we ain't heard of her since. Yeah, because she wasn't. She wasn't building. Uh, she wasn't building. Uh, you know, Coalition. more. More. No, no. Just like it, it. Her. She wasn't growing as far as popularity, and I think part of it was like when you have. Um, when you have, Joe Biden. Who's a former vice president, whatever, much more recognition. And then you have like Elizabeth Warren, who also had more recognition as a progressive, whatever. It was kind of hard for her to get in that lane of like women or black America. And then that was just like an attack that the youth would kind of get on. But you, we've seen the things about Tulsi, it's, it's weird. Like she's, she's primarily, um, her followers are primarily independents that vote Republican. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because she she laid down that thing and it worked well as far as reducing Kamala. And it boosted her a little, but she's still such a Republican figure that she's never going to get any bigger. No, I mean, I, I don't think Tulsi has a, has a shot at the nomination. Right now, she's just in it. In it to just spoil other people's parties, yeah. which is fine. You know, she can take shots at the at at the top guys. And we know so, stuff like that happens. People get yeah. in knowing they're not they yeah. don't have a chance. But they just have to mix to. shit up. They have to be there. We gotta we have to have somebody that's gonna ask the the tough questions if they do. But I mean, I don't. I'm not saying that Tulsi does that. But you know, she does. But it's one of the things is like I you, love you don't stage. need you don't need a candidate in there scooping up time and money to ask tough questions. The people moderating should be asking the tough questions. That's true. But they don't, so you do need candidates. Do we need to spend millions of dollars on candidates that are not serious just to ask Once a tough question? Once we take question? money out of politics, we can. We don't have to do that. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's... But, she, but she is... But, you know, you don't know if you're not serious yet until you you put your feet out there and try. I mean, do people think Obama was going to be serious? Mm. Oh, until Obama was serious. But did people did the establishment think he was going to no. be the one? They knew he Trump was like serious? once he did that. Nobody thought Trump was nobody serious. Nobody thought Trump was serious, and he's nope. fucking president. No, nobody. But it's uh, it's not equivalent. It Obama is. You need working, that random person. Obama was working his way up. He was. He was. He was. He got a Senate seat, and he had like um, his uh, DNC speech. I believe yep. it was. That was that was pivotal. And then we're like, yep. this guy could this be is- president. He's really going for it. I'm just saying that this is just a, an, an argument of playing the game or changing the game. And both of us are trying to do... I mean, both of them... Mm-hmm. It's, it's like playing the game, meaning like I'm going to have to play the game in order to get my... It's like... Elizabeth Warren <laughs> playing the game. Got it. No, I was going to say Tulsi playing the game because that's the um, the example we were playing. Or I could say like Jay-Z playing the game or Colin Compton changed the game. Jay-Z put himself into the NFL to do something with that. Or we have Colin Kaepernick, who was blackballed, or whatever, but decided to take that and change the game. So it's just, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I maybe I'm, I'm my, my. Uh... I think it's, I think it's interesting, but I think the fact that it's not equivalent makes it hard to. I think look at it the same way. I think you could still look at it the same way, but that is a different conversation. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a little different because Tulsi's not going to be president, but no, but Colin Kaepernick could get into the NFL. That's true, but, but. We'll talk about that later. 
But I, I just think about it like as if like say I'm trying to go for I'm trying to change the way people think about me at work. If I but I'm already at work. Like do I do I go through like the extreme route of like trying to like like say something happens or and like I am how do I put this together? Like do do I like go through the chains the the process of of um Fuck, I don't know how to explain it. It's all right. I don't know how you're trying to explain it either. I know you don't because I'm I'm not doing a very good job. But all I'm trying to say is that they're they're two they're two the same things but just different um ways two roads different roads to get there. I feel like putting somebody on the stage spending millions of dollars to do that to ask those questions because somebody in the other seat isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing is one way. Okay. Or we change the game and we say, "Hey, let's take money out of politics and all this other shit, and we make sure that these motherfuckers do the job they're supposed to do. So it's playing the game or changing the game. That's what I think about it as. Got it. Anyway. All right. Um, so, yeah, what's the next news thing? Sorry um, to confuse everybody. I was trying to figure out how to <laughs> explain that. <laughs> no, you're fine. I mean, you brought it up, so let's just, let's just go into the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. So... Uh, recently, Colin Kaepernick was invited to do a have a workout workout in Atlanta um, with some teams that would be present to actually view him and to see, hey, you want a job? Hey, boy, you want a job? Come on and show us what you got. So yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's very interesting because with him, so like yeah, so. First of all, they ask him to come work out on a Saturday, right? A lot of people that follow football know that workouts don't really happen on Saturdays, especially during the season because coaches, staff, owners, all of that need to be at the game on Sunday. They are traveling during that day, right. something like that. So they don't normally happen on Saturday. So that's already suspicious in itself. It's a weird day. It's a weird day. It's a very interesting day. Like, who's going to be there to watch him? Who's going to be there to judge him? Um, they also said that, like, it would not be open to the public. Correct. There, there could be no media there. There'd be no media. Um, and that was... And they also announced it way before Colin had even accepted. Yes. They announced it... Um, just while they were in negotiations. Yes. So it's very interesting how this whole thing played out. Um, from the beginning, when I heard it of it, I knew or thought that it was a pub stunt. Pub stunt? What's that mean? Uh, publicity stunt. Got it. Okay. Um, but, you know, no, nonetheless, Colin po posted on his Twitter. and was like, I'm excited to have a workout with, you know, at, in Atlanta. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now, what I don't understand is all of the events that happened leading up to it, though. And that happened actually on that day, actually. So, they he, have... He changed locations. Okay, so he changed locations because of... The, the lack of the media. Last, okay, the lack of media. So, it was supposed to be at some high school that was in um, Atlanta. So, he changes locations and then... Once he changes locations, a lot of people actually just leave and they say, fuck it, like he's trying to pull a power move. Um, to me, I don't know if it was a power move or not, but I think it's a it's a interesting move in itself just because normally these workouts are publicized. Um, and I think 
you know, after being blackballed for three years, you're going to be pretty skeptical about what's happening, right? Yeah, I mean, it It really makes you question the intentions of the league, mm -hmm. their original intentions. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, on a Saturday, it's the middle of the season, so people are traveling for games. No media can be there. If if, if you take that at face value in a, in a vacuum, like if this was just... A, an, an off thing from a random person who was going to be doing a workout, it may not be that big of a deal. But this is not something that happened in a vacuum. This is Colin Kaepernick. He's a very big public figure who has been out of the league for three years because of his protest. And so because there's all these other factors behind it, you can't, it's hard, it's really hard to justify all of these weird little things that are happening is just, oh, it's just kind of the way the scheduling worked. It's mm -hmm. like... No, that's yeah, not how Yeah, no, it this works. seems kind of intentional. Yeah, it's very intentional. And so part of me doesn't like the fact that Colin changed the venue on them last, last minute, minute yeah. and, you know, forced these changes. But it was a power move by him. And then I think if he wasn't to do that, then what would have happened? The news would have right. been... Oh, he, he wasn't he, good enough. He didn't look good. You know, he wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And that was all we that's all we'd hear. We right. wouldn't hear, oh yeah, he had some good passes and he looked pretty good. He still has an elite arm. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have heard these stories. So I'm I'm kind of torn a little bit because he he did also make it a little bit controversial in his statements after. And he was talking about, you know, hey, well, now the ball's in your your court. You know, 32 teams, you know, I'm waiting for calls. So he he did challenge them, which I have no problem with. You yeah. know, I feel like you need to challenge the power. Um, but there is definitely power moves happening on both sides, from mm -hmm. his side and, and from the NFL side. And the thing is, is that the NFL's not used to their to players having moves like that and, and making moves like that. And I think it's 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 smart for players to do that. Your whole shit is based off of my body. My like and and in the fact that I entertain and the fact and the majority of this 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 uh, institution, um, the entertainers, the players are are made up of black bodies, black and brown bodies. Yes. So, I need to start making power moves. I need to uh, ownership is everything. I need to start making power moves and make sure that I own a lot of the 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 like I I agree with him trying to change the venue. I don't agree with him doing it last minute, but I agree with him trying to make it public and all of that because I need I need people to see what you're trying to do. Like I have I have my rights. I need I I have to show people like, you know, I I've been working out tirelessly for 3 fucking years. That's dedication. Right. I still have I'm still like the fact that they they said that he is still NFL ready is insane to me. Some of the quotes where he still has an elite arm is what they say. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He might he might even be better. Like you never know what like um what what uh what's the word? Like not struggle, but like what adversity can do to somebody. Right. That can bring out like you can see what he's already been doing, like in regards to like his his activism, but like that can make a that can change a player. That can make a player even more explosive. Like you don't even know. Because you don't want to give that person a chance. And, I mean, there, there are still some cases who are open uh, for the NFL. Yeah. S concerning collusion and whatnot. So having cameras there, I think, also adds to build to not just his case, but some other players' cases. Um, 
that the collusion had been happening. Because mm-hmm. look at my arm, bro. I'm still fucking good. Right. I saw like him throw some freaking like 60-yard pass. I'm like, damn, bro, he still got a fucking arm. Like, holy right. shit. Like, so- I'm still healthy. I'm not old. Like... Like, I'm, I'm still good. I'm still all right to play in this league. Right. So, all in all, I mean, pros and cons on both sides, whether it's the NFL or or Mr. Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, it was good that he had the opportunity, whether Jay-Z had a hand in it or not. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't necessarily justify, in my opinion, yes. his initial decision to partner with the league. Yes. Because... Part of the partnership, which we talked about in a previous episode, mm-hmm. was some bullshit charity foundation that gives a very freaking pennies on the do- thousands of dollars that the league makes. Um, and it doesn't really justify, I think, saying that we're past the kneeling thing. Uh, yeah. no. So it, it it doesn't justify that. Um, Even though K- Colin has said in the past that he would would probably would not kneel if he were to get back in. But that was a long, long time ago. We'll see. So, at this point, it happened. It just happened yesterday. We'll see what happens. We'll see if he gets some some calls from some uh, some teams or not. Yeah. All right. What's next on the docket? Um, we're gonna move down a little bit. Um, I did want to touch on this just because I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Um, so the House of Representatives overwhelmingly voted uh, f- last a few weeks ago to recognize the Ottoman Empire's genocide against the Armenians. Mm-hmm. Um, but a single Democrat voted present. Um, Can we explain what that vote means? Yes, I will. In just awesome. one second. Um, Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar is facing backlash for that decision of voting present. Um, so this vote was not to place sanctions on anybody. It's pretty much just one of those symbolic votes that you do in the House to say, we as a nation condemn this historical thing that happened. Right. And she didn't vote for it. She didn't vote against it. She voted present, which is a cop-out vote that people can use in in the Capitol. So what does it mean? It just means that, like, you are neither for or against? Yes. Okay. A present vote means I voted that I'm here, for this vote. So I'm here on the vote, but I didn't actually vote on it. Okay. Um, it's like abstaining. But saying I'm I've I'm not not voting because I'm out doing something else. I'm here, but I'm abstaining. Ooh. Um, so she was quoted as saying, um, I believe accountability for human rights violations, especially ethnic cleansing and genocide, is paramount, but accountability and recognition of genocide should not be used as a crudgel in a political fight. Hmm. It should be done based on academic consensus outside the push and pull of geopolitics. So, my thoughts? <laughs> so I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So, um, I just think that it's a, I do think it's a cop-out. I think it's interesting that she, I mean, I, it, it sucks because she's part of the squad, you know? But, I mean, nobody's perfect. So, it it's interesting that she decided to take this stance on this particular um, issue because it's kind of like a... I think about it as like a Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter thing. She didn't want to take a stance on this one because, like, what I gather from her quote is because there's a lot of other shit going on in the world, so we need to condemn that too. You can still condemn this while working to condemn the others. Right. So that vote, to me, just didn't make sense at all. 
Got it. That's just kind of like my thought on it. It's just like, to, it's like, what is the issue? Like, is there some other underlying thing that I don't understand? But with uh, that, that she might be able to explain to me. But like her, her explanation does not. It it doesn't hold weight as to why she decided to stay present. So my my initial reaction was exactly the same as yours. Okay. And then I read her statement again, and I realized when the vote happened and why the vote happened. The vote happened because of Trump. So the vote happened because of what happened in Syria, northern Syria, because of Trump pulling out of northern Syria, and because of the Turks coming in and reclaiming some parts of northern Syria from the Kurds. So this was in response to pretty much the government saying, rebuking Turkey while Trump is taking Turkey's side in the situation that happened in northern Syria. So the vote only happened not because people cared about the Armenian genocide. It's because people wanted to rebuke Trump. And so her present vote was to say, I'm not just going to vote for this thing because everybody else is because we want to try to make Trump out to be this bad guy because he made a bad move in Syria. Mm -hmm. If we're going to actually be talking about genocide, then let's actually talk about genocide. Mm -hmm. But you're not. You're playing geopolitics right now. And and that's what the vote, that's why the vote even came to a vote was because mm-hmm. oh yeah let's let's stick at the turkey let's let's put some some pressure on Turkey now, right? Uh, so so that's the context of the vote initially. So at first yeah I felt the same way you did, and then yeah. I was like wait no this vote literally is just to spit at Turkey. So I I think that that misses the point though because once Turkey got the go ahead, they immediately went in. To slaughter the Kurds. Oh, yeah. So if you look at it like that, and it's like, well, we're only going to vote to condemn Turkey because you guys just went in and killed a bunch of people. What's wrong with that? Yeah. But that's not what they were rebuking. They were rebuking something that happened in the past. Yes. I mean, Not that, what happened currently. The whole thing is symbolic. They've yes. already done one of these resolutions about the Armenian genocide years ago. Then why'd they do it again? Because it was like... The the weakest the weakest hand they had, but they were like, we must do something to say that what Turkey did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And they did they they did it was like the least possible. It wasn't like they, you know, like they declared war on Turkey. Of course, or anything. yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, they didn't they didn't send. There weren't even sanctions. There weren't sanctions at all, which it should have been sanctioned. So, if if. Congress gets together and they do the the least amount that they can do in a tiny amount of time because this has happened so quickly after it happened. Mm-hmm. What is what is really wrong with doing something immediately after something happens? So even with your yeah, I, I think I I kind of understand what you're saying too. Like even with what you explained, like having it, um, like the reason why she did that is because. It, it was right after this whole Trump thing or whatever. It still doesn't negate the fact that it was something that should have been condemned, right? Well, even like Ben just said, it had already been condemned. So if it's already been condemned, like, I don't, I, I guess, like, I don't know. Like, so why are we having it again? Un- exactly. That's her point, because it's, it's, it's so politics. So that's what her, her point It's is. politics. So and what, what, what would... They okay. should have voted on sanctions. And, 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 and I'm... I'm, I would have been 100% okay if they had voted on actually putting sanctions on Turkey okay. for doing what they did. 
But like you said, that, that was literally the least they could do was but, but, a resolution condemning some past action. One of the things is borders. like her her actions, you know, did the opposite. They were like, I'm not going to take a stand against Turkey. So it wasn't like she's, she was signaling that we should have done more about what Turkey did. It was signaling the opposite. Like, you know what? I'm not going to take a stand on this because of something else. I'm not concerned with what happens to the Kurds. You know, to vote, to vote. It would have been nice I don't, to, in one way. I didn't take that. I I took it as I'm not gonna go along with business as usual to, to put in to make a point to to highlight this bigger issue, I think. So it's it's like Colin Kaepernick kneeling kind of thing. Like I'm not I'm not gonna cause a big ruckus, you know, I'm not gonna vote no on this thing because I don't agree with it. But I am going to vote present, and this is why. Because I want to bring attention to the bigger issue. You know, it's, it's not—she definitely didn't vote no. Like, if she had voted no to say that she actually disagreed with it, then that's like, oh, my God, how could you? Isn't it almost, like, just as bad? Well, if it, if her, the vote actually mattered, where this resolution wasn't going to pass— but it it was over it passed overwhelmingly. Oh, so it was I, just like fuck it. It was they, it, it, was, it was like an asterisk to say, hey, yes. I, I voted present. Here's why my voice can be heard now. Yeah. You know that that's. But I kind wish of you would have said more about it being condemned before then and stuff like that. Then, like that, I think, I think she could have said more then. I mean, I, I, I didn't read the whole thing, but that was pretty much just. Yeah. yeah, I mean that from what I read because uh, I know the article was sent in our chat and I read the article and that's what I gathered from the article. So I just, I think if, but I didn't have the context that you had in regards to knowing when it was, because the article didn't put, didn't say that. Um, But I think had she had said, like, this has already been condemned, I'm going to use my vote so that you can understand, like, what my point of view is on this so that I can speak out about this. I think it would have been better. But you know. We do things whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Two more quick ones. You ready? Yeah. Uh, so Representative Katie Hill resigned. Uh, Katie Hill was a rising star in the Democratic Party. She announced her resignation uh, last week after the publication of nudes. <laughs> nudes on a conservative blog. Not news. News. Um, along with details about a sexual relationship that she had made to the news. Now, apparently, there's some revenge porn going on here where her ex, who she's going through a messy divorce with right now, put out some photos of her and she was threatened that there would be more releases of more photos if she did not resign. So she resigned. And, I mean, she had a powerful statement, which I'm going to read some of right now. Um, I'm leaving because for the sake of my community, my staff, my family, and myself, I cannot allow this to continue. Because I have been told that people were angry when I stood strong after the first article was posted and that they had hundreds more photos and text messages that they would release bit by bit until they broke me down to nothing. While they used my faults and my past to distract from the things that matter most. This is fucking sick, dude. Like, it's it's sad that we live in a country in a world where you can shame somebody with nudes, like literally 
what's that shit? Revenge porn somebody to step down from a seat that they won as an elected official. I mean, that's, it's sad. It's extremely sad. So we still live in a very sexist world. We still yep. live in a very um, just sick world where people don't care about other people's privacy. Like, it's just whatever. I don't care. Just, yeah, just put it on social media. It's, it's, it's pulled from the same playbook as the release of the Clinton emails, the Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton emails. Yes. It's like, um, if we release every private thing about well, you and strip it of no, context. No, no, <laughs> It's kn- not the same. Nudes are not the same as dirty dealings that are happening that people might want to know about. But like, that's, what, what's the... But, what's the difference? This is a private nude dick pic I, I sent you, Ben. Ben, I sent you a private <laughs> dick pic, right? <laughs> Calm down. Ben, yeah, I sent you a so private good. dick pic. This is just for me and your entertainment, I right? I asked you about mm-hmm. that wart to see if you had right? it too. And then on the other side... I'm a public official and I'm doing dealings that I shouldn't be doing and I have traces of that in an email. Like, there's yeah, two, different, two different things. Definitely different things. No, no, no. But that, that's, that's part of it. The, the release How? was every email that could be construed in any sort of way. Like, one of the big things that caught... That, a nude pic can't be construed in any no, no, way. No, no, no. It's think, my penis. Think, think about the... <laughs> Look um, at it. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there, was big, there was big thing about... Um, yeah, John Podesta thing. going yeah, out... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he went out to, the, to his pizza parlor, right? Right. And then that, that caught things. It was like, oh, he's out there doing this demonic things or whatever. It was completely not related to any For government sure. work For or whatever. Sure. But that's what the thing is. Like, if you get any... If you get all of the documents... And you put them out there. It could not. It could be stuff that's not related, and you still get hammered by it constantly. I mean, that, so, like, that's what she said about the, my nudes. Got hammered constantly. <laughs> no, so what, I understand one of the things what you're with, saying with the Clinton emails the is there were ones that were related to like fundraising yep. and dealing with other. There, were, well, I didn't see any. I don't recall any ones dealing with other countries. But you know, there were things that were. That could be related to things, but there were so many that were not related to anything. No, for sure. So it's like it's personal. If we're just like we're gonna dump stuff. everything about you and put it out drip by drip, so that you're constantly hammered by every little thing. I get, the, I get the rela- the relation. But nudes still, aren't the same, bro. I th- yeah, I do. I still still think that they're different. Nudes are not but the I, same. I understand the relation. I, they are. It's a similar situation. But they're it, completely it, different. It's basically, <laughs> it's, it's it's different, so wildly different kinds of information. But it's like the same way of, of trying spectrum. to weaponize it, right? So you're, you're weaponizing, you're, yes. You're weaponizing. weaponizing information, yes. But I, I, we found out that Donna Brazil was giving out questions to Hillary Clinton because of that. Yes. Isn't that good information to know? Didn't that help you I make need an to know educated? How big your dick is before I fuck you. I think that's good information to know too. <laughs> Okay, Andrew Weiner, whatever his fucking name is, this isn't this dick pic somewhere too? Probably. I mean, yeah. it's not. Like, anyway, yes. I don't. I'm but sure I'm you, you you can find it. I understand the relations though. Um, Get it? But it, <laughs> like, I was I was sad that she um, didn't send out a. Dick I was pic. sad that she resigned because it kind of says like we. We Donna just Brazil? need to get no <laughs> Katie Hill. <laughs> we just need to get this information on any you know politician, and it's mainly a female politician. Because yes, that's how, how sexist is that? Hillary Clinton didn't resign when her all those emails came out. She still trucked along and fucking lost. And now we have Trump. Maybe she should have resigned, right? Like, but no, Anita Hill's gonna resign because her fucking ex put out some Anita? nudes. 
I'm sorry. Katie, you're bouncing all over I'm bouncing all over. I'm fucking, totally I know person. Anita Hill's a different person. Sorry. I'm just fucking like, yeah. it's not the same. It's, 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 and she should have. I hate, no, no, I, I hate I, the that thing she is, resigned. I'm, I'm sad she that to. she resigned, she but to. like, I knew that what she was going through was just off the charts. Yeah. Only imagine. So I, I wish she didn't have to, but I completely understand why she chose to. Anita Hill. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with me? All right. Let's go through some quick hits on a couple of things. I'll well, help there, out. There's one more quick hit on this one. Jank Uger's running for the seat. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Jank Uger from The Young Turks. If you guys are not familiar with The Young Turks, it is a progressive news platform on YouTube. Go ahead and check them out. Um, we really... Uh, we I listen to them a lot. I watch them a lot, along with other outlets, because you can't listen to just one nowadays. Hell no. I actually you gotta think diversify. A, I think there's a uh, a problem with him running that um, we don't really talk about much when it comes to the independent I thought it was going to be a quick hit. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's basically, how could the Young, Turk, Young Turks platform ever be objective about his uh, congressional run? They're, They're not objective. Them. And they they don't claim to always be objective. Yeah. They they tell you we're progressives, we support progressive stuff, and that's our angle. We'll give you the facts and then we'll give you our progressive angle on it. Like it's not it's 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 not objective. They're not. And they tell you that. But uh, I think that it's it's still a problem. And one of those things that when you're like, well, I know it's I I know well, there's a bias. But and I just work around it. Is that people don't do that? Like there's been um, there's like one um, everyone has study guys. on on like Fox News where people will go in knowing that there's like a heavy right leaning thing. It's just that when you when you expose people to so much of that stuff, they're like, I don't really know what's true and what's false. No, so, for sure. And, and, and you end up, you end up buying into this. Ridiculously biased thing, but so like the Fox never says they're right leaning. Fox says fair, like their slogan is fair and balanced. And so they not. don't they don't make a their whole thing isn't we are the conservative Every, network. If they said that, I would be okay with everything on Fox. But they don't. They say we're fair and balanced, and then they're clearly to the right on every issue. So the thing is, that's every, a problem. Every outlet is biased. Every They're outlet biased is to whoever <laughs> is putting money in their fucking pocket. The thing is, every outlet is biased. But if you if you if you if you take in a lot of content from a strongly biased source, you end up being wrongly informed. Even though you go in knowing that it's biased, it still fucks with you. It's just what happens to people. So if everything is biased, like we just all agreed, and if every bias makes you more biased, then you should just not listen to anything. No, no, no. The thing is, there's, so there's like, there's a spectrum of bias, whatever. Like, so what if you, you go do? to, if you watch, um, an MSNBC opinions show a yeah. versus PBS NewsHour, you could even say PBS NewsHour has bias. You could say there's a bias on everything, but there's PBS editorial News, bias. You pick what stories <laughs> you, you report, which stories you don't. Like, I know it's bias. It's just the fact that the PBS NewsHour is so much more of a neutral bias that you get more informed from something like that. But do you? You and do. This, is, this, has been, this, is, this has been studied. Studied by who? 
Jesus, no, man. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, I don't believe it. But it's like, I just, like, I, how, I don't how do know. We know I, I'm curious too. Yeah. Like, how do we know that that is? I, that seems like an off-air uh, off conversation. No, there's, yeah. there's a lot behind it. But uh, in, in I the end, I do understand like, what you're saying, though. I, I look at it like, if there's anything about this particular uh, mm-hmm. race in Congress, mm-hmm. like, you could, you could basically not trust the Young Turks to deliver it in any sort of objective way because it's it's too ingrained. It's as like Roger Ailes running for Congress, you know? The old head mm-hmm. of Fox right. News. No, 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 for <laughs> sure. I, I, I know Roger Ailes. But again, 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 the main differentiator between a Roger Ailes and a Jank is Jank will tell you we are progressives and this is our lean and Roger Ailes will tell you he's fair and balanced and right in the middle and he's not. Like one is disingenuous and one is not. So that like that's... That's a clear difference in those in those two those two things. Not saying one is, uh, and that's, and so when you're given that information, you can know when you watch the Young Turks. This is Jenks Network. That they're, they're gonna lean towards him because. But you're also gonna lean towards things that you agree with anyway. You're gonna lead towards things that you agree with. You're gonna lead towards things that you like more. I I watch pod or listen to podcasts. Sometimes because I like somebody's voice versus I, if I don't like the way I don't like the I might like the information you're giving me but the, your voice sucks I probably won't listen to you again like there's everything's got those 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 things in it so I understand what you're saying like like it could be a problem but I I think I, I think that we we in general have a problem with how people rotate out of politics into media and then people that are in media go into politics and I think that if you're having these people shift back between it, then you can't be properly informed because they're just like, "Hey, I'll put this information out here, position myself, I'd so have I can a get." Than it than anybody else. No, no, that's no, that's no, one of those things. And other people are like, "Oh, well, I'd rather have Mike Huckabee, so I don't have a problem with him being on Fox News." But in, I think ideally, it's similar to like the separation church and state. It's like, dude, you're either in the media or you're in politics. It would make all of our lives a little better if there was like just a clear separations without, you know, wading in and out depending on where you see some opportunity to, you know, make money or build a, a political uh, force. No, I feel you. Okay. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird thing. But I think we're going to see more of this from independent people. Like there's, you know, there's a lot of things. There are people working on um, campaigns. Like a David Sirota. C- Whatever. Yes. He, he's a journalist turned like speechwriter for for uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yep. And you're like, how objective were the stories? And you, it's one of those. It was a conflict of interest, so you don't really know where the lines were. Yeah, I know. And and I mean, there's that happens all around. Yes. All around. I mean. So I tend to like the people that tell me up front what they're what they're about, than the people that aren't. Right. Um, what's next on the docket? Um, we, you guys want to talk about some hymens? Yeah, we can. We've already been. We've been, we've been talking about we hymens. We have to talk about it. We're already an hour what's, and a half in. So what's the hymen story? So, T.I. was on a podcast. With, Not this one, damn it. No. I don't think I'd actually actually ever want him on my podcast. <laughs> I'd ask him about hymens. What's he it would. look like? Um, maybe I would, actually. I probably would talk to him. Um, but he was on a podcast uh, featuring one other lady and Miguel's wife. 
I don't know these women. Never listened to that podcast ever. Um, but he was on this podcast. And he decided to divulge some information about his family um, that should have never hit the airwaves. He decided to tell people that he is proud to report that as of Deja, his 18-year-old's daughter, as of her 18th birthday, she still has a hymen, that her hymen is, quote-unquote, intact. But how would he know? He knows this because he visits, he goes to the gynecologist with her. Huh. And they, when they were in the, the gynecologist's office, he um, was presented, he asked the doctor, presented, I don't know if he asked the doctor, but the doctor presented a uh, piece of paper to Deja in front of him, I'm assuming, and asked Deja to sign that document so that T.I. could have information. Uh, could, right. Could be read. Because she's 18, and so for any personal information to be shared with someone between the doctor that's not her as a legal adult, mm-hmm. she has to sign those rights off. So right. that, that's But I feel like that happened before, too. I think even when you're younger, like, I think, like, if, once you hit, like, 16 or something like that, you don't have to... Because even... I, I know, like, going to, like, Planned Parenthood and all that stuff, and if I'm going to the gynecologist and I'm getting my regular checkups and stuff, I don't have to disclose that information to my parents. So I think there's a certain age in where you can have, like, your own personal, like, like it's like HIPAA laws. So, um, but I think, so that's why I feel like this paper was signed prior to this 18th birthday. But, um, but yeah, so he's on, he he's, the doctor and all that, like, all that was signed. I think he looked at Deja at one point and was like, signed a paper type of shit. So they were all in the same room. They signed, she signed the paper so that her father can understand what's happening with the hymen. Now, he also decided to divulge that the doctor told him that <laughs> there's a myriad of ways that you can, a, a hymen can break. A hymen can break by horseback riding. Chain riding no horses. And no, he says like she's not a high ride. He, he don't she do ain't athletic. Shit. So the, the issue here is I don't understand how a man can be so educated and so smart and be so dumb at the same time. That and this is this is the problem with society and the problem with men and the problem with America today. They keep trying to control women's bodies. You cannot continue to do this. Like, I don't give a fuck what she's doing. She should be able to fucking break or not break or do whatever the fuck she wants to do with her hymen. Now, I, I want to get away from the whole hymen thing because it's just like a. It's just a, a it's buzzword. Funny. It's, it's funny. funny. It's, it's funny. funny. It's, it's like a buzzword because I want to get away from that and get to the real shit. Like, this is a woman's body. She's 18 fucking years old. She should be able to do with it what she wants. Now, if we... if we, it, That's point blank, period. Period. Now, I understand that people <laughs> want to... Period. Start, I fucking hate you. I said I want to get serious and you do that. I'm sorry. Um, now, if... Uh, you got, You want to say, like, he's a southern father a southern male and they treat their women certain ways and blah 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 i don't care i don't give a fuck you are teaching your 13 year old son to go out and fucking fuck whoever he wants to fuck on his tour and then on the same on the same end you want to tell your 18 18 year old daughter that she can't go and have sex she can't experiment the the desexualization of of women is ridiculous like i i have a sexuality 
I am sexual, and that's it. That's point blank. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck what you guys think. Stop trying to do that shit. Women are going to do what the fuck they want. That's why I love when a Megan Thee Stallion comes out or a Cash Doll comes out. Like, that's why I always listen to the music. I may not relate, as we said before, but when these motherfuckers is out there, like, I'll fuck whoever I want or I'll do whatever I want. Like, even to, to a certain degree, I appreciate fucking Amber Rose's slut walk. I do what I want with my vagina. This is my shit. Fuck you. That's it. If no, I want to sure. fuck you, I'm going to fuck you. That's it. Stop trying, like, stop trying to make this whole, like, hose things. and Like, that's why I used to always ha- get into arguments with people about how women are perceived as hoes and men are perceived as players. It's a fucked up dynamic. It is. It's dumb. I think this speaks a lot to something that, as black people, we don't talk about a lot. Yep. But I think it's something that we really need to understand about ourselves is that we're a lot more conservative at, at, at our roots and yep. our core than we talk like to talk it. about. Yep. Um, we vote Democrat all the time. You know, we're talking about politics. You know, we are mm-hmm. always want to be about civil rights and we always want to talk about progressive policies that'll help us and help our culture. But at the root of it, black people are extremely conservative. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to like abortion rights, black people are extremely Pretty conservative. Yeah. When it comes to gay rights, black people overall Pretty. are extremely conservative. So mm-hmm. this is another one of those issues where that like sleeping conservatism inside of the black community mm-hmm. kind of shows its evil head, like yes. poking out the hymen, like what's going on? Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's something that I think we need to talk about. It's about how a lot of our, even our, our older black people, I mean, we have older family members who I'm sure you felt uncomfortable coming out saying, hey, I yes. like girls. Yes. Because that's they came from a different world. And, mm-hmm. and so we need to just look at ourselves in the mirror as a culture and be like, maybe we should wake up a little bit and, and let some of these things go. You know, I feel like a lot of it is because Deep down inside, a lot of colored people are very religious. Yes. At their roots. You know, we all, and we talk about music all the time. And music, what does every fucking rapper that we interview come in here say? What do they always say? I grew up in the church. I started singing in choir. You know, my family was this and this and that. And I couldn't play my songs for my parents. Like, we are very conservative at our roots. So let's have a conversation about that. Let's. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're having that conversation now, but I mean, as a people, let's just talk that out. Like, let's talk through it and see what we actually want to see ourselves being 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Yes. I mean, when you say we let's have a conversation about that, I was listening to um, Killer Mike and Van Lathan. Uh, They had a a sit-down at Revolt Conference. Yep. And they were talking about... What were they talking about? They were talking about, like, just, you know, voting and politics and all that stuff. Kilmer said something. He was like, yes, we can have these conversations here at these these uh, conferences and stuff like this. But we need to be having these conversations at our dinner tables. We need to be having these conversations at our churches. We need to be having these conversations in our communities, point blank, period. Like, we can't—nothing is going to change if we keep—like, if the like minds keep staying like minds. Talk to somebody different. Right. And that's exact. I mean, he was saying that to, to white people for the majority, but, like, I'm thinking because it was, like, a black... You know what I mean? Yeah. But in my head, like, if you have a differing opinion of somebody, talk to that person and see where, like, 
why you guys differ. And see if you can have an actual adult conversation. I'm not talking about a de- uh, uh, a a argument. You can have a debate, but I'm not talking about no arguments or nothing like that. See if you can level with somebody that has a completely different opinion than you. Right. I'll tell you right now. There was somebody at work that was... I hate when people do this shit too, but there's somebody at work that's yelling about democratic socialism and yelling about how that shit ain't going to work and all this other bullshit, right? She don't know what my views are, and I'm new to the team. And guess what I, my ass is about to do? My like, Because I, I am a Bernie Sanders supporter. I, I'll put that out there. I, 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 Bernie Sanders, Sanders 2020. But Oh, we um, didn't do endorsements. I am endorsing. <laughs> that's who I'm endorsing. <laughs> but... I, I don't I don't think I know the ins and outs of democratic socialism enough to debate somebody about it. So my ass is reading books, right? I got I I signed up for Audible. I'll send you some shit. Thank you. I signed up for Audible. I and like I'm I'm listening to things and I'm like so the next time this bitch says something, I have got I, your dumb I got ass. something to say. Yes. And the I want to talk to her about it because I maybe she has something that'll bring something to light for me. But right. I just know that whenever I've read about things or when I saw the policies of Bernie, or when I did this, did that, when I research things, that's what I um gravitated to. That's what I my my core, my morals and values went with. So we just need to, we need to get out of our shells. We need to get out of, I mean, I, I honestly, and I've, I think I've said this on the podcast before, religion is fucking bad for people. To me, again, my personal view, that's not the full view of through the crate. I'll let everybody speak for themselves, but that's Tressie's personal view. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with what happened with T.I. and a lot to do with what happens in a lot of things in the black community. I think you said it best, conservative, sleeping conservatives, conservatism is going to be the detriment of this fucking community, I think. Yeah. Got to get it out. We got to... And let's just... Like like you're saying, let's have that conversation. Let's do it. Why do we feel this way? Why do we feel the way that we feel about certain things? And... I mean, yeah. Religion definitely plays a role. Um, I mean, I'm not going to jump as far as as you and just say like, oh, I think religion is bad. Like, I think... I say religion. Right. Specifically. Right. Spirituality. That's a different thing. No, for sure. Um... I mean, I feel like religion for some people is very beneficial. You know, Speak it helps loud. them helps them get through things. Yes. You know, it, it helps them be better people. It helps to keep them in line. And that's fine. But it's when your spirituality slash religion tries to seep itself into politics or tries to seep itself into my life, that's when it becomes an issue. So to me, I, I just have to clarify this. Okay. I, I, I separate spirituality and religion. Okay. Religion to What's me is is like a man-made form of, of cult. It's cult. Religion is cult. Okay. Spirituality is believing in something that helps you get through your days and like the spirituality, like religion is the organization of it. Okay. The spirituality that lives in you to me is is something that 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 can drive you. No, I got you. For sure. So, I believe in people being spiritual, but I don't believe in the organization of religion. I think I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As as a man-made construct, it's yes. more damaging than it is bad. Yes. Okay. Yes. I got you. That makes sense. I've watched so many fucking documentaries and shit and like read so many things on religion and like I can't all of my findings just come back to like these or like even cult cults cults show that religion is a cult. And like you know I'm just like just all of these things just line up. It's crazy. But yeah. 
All right, man. We should probably end this shit. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's, it, but we want to give it's y'all been some... several minutes. Yes, it has been. <laughs> but we want to give you guys a good um, collection of of minutes. Because <laughs> 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 since we left y'all for two weeks, so here you it's go. It's been a long time. We, we shouldn't have left you, you without some dope. dope minutes to to listen to. Listen to. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, we came in on some nice uh, R&B shit. We're going to go out on some trap shit, right? Nope, we're going out on some R&B shit, but guess what we're going to go out on? I'm about R. To Kelly. No, but I'm, I'm going to look for it. You go ahead and tell everybody where they can find us. So, if you guys didn't know by now, because you have obviously found us thus far, um, but you can tell all your friends to find us on Through the Crate at everything. Uh, Google it, Yahoo it. Um, what's another search engine that people use now? Alta Vista, that shit. Um, man, uh, open us up on your Chrome browser, your Netscape browser, your Safari browser, Mozilla browser. Uh, just make sure you turn off ad blocks so we can get paid for this shit. Um, and uh, YouTube. We have we have YouTube videos now. So please look for us on YouTube as well at throughthecrate.com. So um, last thing I also want to say is Thank you again to VSOP Studios for the time and the the technology to make us sound fucking amazing. And I mean, since we're here, guys, I'm going to go out on a slight little monologue. Oh, wait, the music's there. Never mind. Cancel that. Monologue for next time, guys. (laughs) Yo, you heard him. You can find us everywhere on Through the Crate. At Through the Crate. At Through the Crate. At Through the Crate. Yo, this was a great episode. This was fun to do. We appreciate all you guys. Yeah. Catch us next time. We'll be on time. Yep. We'll be on time. We're going to try and keep it consistent. But you already know, holiday season's coming up, so it's going to be... It's going to be, you know, in and out. But we're going to give you something to listen to over the holiday, all right? And we... And we have this, motherfucks. Deuces. There were few things that's forever. My lady, we can make war or make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo, no frontin'. Even when the skies were great, you would rub me on my back and say, maybe it